0: Oh my, one of the greatest questions that I hear is, how do I get money for my school? How am I going to financially make this sustainable? Do I need to be operating year one before I even start raising money? What can I do now to begin fundraising for this dream school that I have? Or if you are already operating as a micro school, what can you do to actually start getting more financially stable and find ways to really energize your community and support your mission. In today's podcast, I think that you're definitely gonna wanna get a pen and paper out because it is filled with some really great golden nugget ideas for how to fundraise and raise money for your school. Let's hear it. Welcome teacher to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me, until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. Hey, hey, I want to give a shout out. Thank you so much to Teach11218 for your precious, wonderful podcast review titled Shining Brightly. I found this podcast a year ago and haven't looked back since. Mackenzie's authenticity and true understanding of teacherdom is refreshing. Every time I listen, I am truly inspired and empowered to do what my heart and passion is calling me to do. Her tips, advice, and resources has been invaluable. Each time I listen, I feel like she's speaking directly to me. Her love for what she does is reflected throughout her podcast episodes. Mackenzie has created a space that is safe, reflecting, and enlightening. I enjoy the community that has been built from her followers who are like-minded goals. Everyone supports one another, and Mackenzie is the biggest supporter and cheerleader of us all. I'm so blessed and thankful to have found this podcast. Teachers, keep letting your light shine. We got this. That gave me chills. That was so, so precious. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for sharing about our community. Thank you so much for sharing how this podcast has blessed you. And I'm so grateful to say that you are definitely shining your light too whenever you are giving yourself the time and the capacity to build what it is that you feel called to build. So thank you so much for taking your time to leave that review, it has blessed me and I know it will bless many other people too as they are searching for the light at the end of the tunnel. Now for today's podcast, raising money for your school. Now some of this can be done right now, okay, right away. Some of these ideas you'll want to kind of keep in a bank or a little log to pull from later on in the future. I wanna say that if you already have a micro school, the first two that I want to give to you would really make a difference. If you've not started a micro school yet, this would go into your bank of things to do because I know that as you're starting your micro school, there's just a lot of moving pieces. And also as you're building and you're growing and maybe relocating your micro school like we are right now, fundraising feels like, a necessity but it also feels like a really really big to-do thing so i wanted to share with you that if you can develop number one develop a fundraising plan and i don't mean that it needs to be super specific and all the details but just give yourself an idea of a plan just by creating a little bit of an outline for your fundraising goals like a timeline maybe just a target of how much money you need to raise will really keep you inspired and keep you motivated. Maybe you could even do it just by quarter, like quarter one, this is how we're gonna fundraise, quarter two, this is how we're gonna fundraise, quarter three, quarter four. If you wanna get into every month, you can do that as well, but at least maybe a quarter, that would be very advantageous. And you may not even know right now, but if you just put in a place where you're storing your ideas, for me, it's MeisterTask, I would put quarter one, fundraising, quarter two, fundraising, quarter three, fundraising, quarter four, fundraising and start jotting down my list of fundraising ideas for each quarter. And then from there, step two, is to organize a fundraising committee. So this would be really great if you're starting out or if you've already got a micro school that's begun. Now, I, I, I started this podcast by saying that if you've already gotten a if you already have a micro school, these are really great for you because I feel as if you already have a little bit of leverage little bit more connection than people who are just now starting out and don't have any, I mean, I remember my first year, there was no way I was going to get this whole fundraising committee and my fundraising plan. I was just trying to figure out how to set up my LLC, for crying out loud, and figure out how to get students. But there are some other people who've had more time in developing their school, like for an example, Brenna Reeves, who was on our podcast a year ago. She had been building her, cute red barn house school in the backyard for several months. And so she had a lot of community involvement and was able to put that out on social media. And you could tell that she had a bit of a fundraising plan based on what she was advertising that she needed each and every week or month. So again, if you have more time, I think you'll have a better opportunity for a fundraising committee. But you can get volunteers, including your teachers, if you have other teachers who work with you, parents or community members that are passionate about supporting your school. So you can assign roles, responsibilities, or you can even just create a committee and say, hey, Leslie, you're the chairman. Help us out here, girl. And that might be a parent of your school that would love to do that for you. All right, so that is just an overall really great planning approach creating a plan even if it's just by quarter fundraising a, a fundraising committee the other thing that you can do just right off the bat right now is to go to donorbox.org d o n o r b o x.org you can set up an account you can link it to your website you can also link it to your social media platforms and that is an easy way for you to advertise on your facebook pages on your website in emails so that parents can know, or family members, or community members know exactly where it is that they can go and donate to. And it is through a website, donorbox.org, and all of the proceeds will go through there. They can click a custom amount, or they can give as little or as much as they would like to. So donorbox.org. I've been using that for about a year, and we've raised almost $2,000, and that's a very low-level, invasive, uh, non-invasive way of collecting really great amount of payments. And what I also like about DonorBox is you can get a QR code. And so that QR code you can put onto your brochures. You can put a QR code on a little flyer or a poster if you are going to do what I want to say Is next and that is having a lemonade stand or a bake sale or something of that nature if you already have students if that's something that you are interested in doing for the during the school year that's what we did this year we raised almost a thousand dollars our students standing out on the corner four days um, one Friday every Friday of the month of April the students stood outside the corner of my house and they sold lemonade they raised almost $1000 and they sold some of their plants that they had grown from our backyard and they had a bake sale as well so cute and it was a, it was a killer of a deal man and because they raised that much money for their field day so that is a really great way if you have specific little classes or activities that you're going to be doing during the school year that you could actually teach children entrepreneurship, that is a fantastic way. And speaking of which, that QR code, we had it outside at, at our lemonade stand. So where people, they didn't have cash, they would they would just scan the QR code. It would go straight to our donor box. And we were getting 20, 30, $40 donations and people just walking away with a glass of lemonade. Super precious. I also say that it's very important that you are engaging the community and leveraging your online social media platform so utilizing the power of online platforms and social media will really help expand your reach and spread awareness about what you're fundraising for i also think that if you tag your parents in it i i did that i would post i posted on our facebook page that we were having a lemonade stand and a bake sale and i took pictures of the kids making the lemonade and baking the baking the cookies and pictures of our plants And I put it on social media and I also tagged some of our parents and then they were able to spread it out onto their Facebook pages as well. So that was very, very helpful. I also think that just engaging the community in a way, attaching that donor box link to that Facebook page if they were not able to come to the lemonade stand or the bake sale, the parents or other people from other cities and other states who saw it who are friends or families of myself or the students they would click on that link and they were able to donate even they weren't even if they weren't able to come to the lemonade stand we were also very specific about what we were fundraising for so one time we were fundraising for laptops and we raised thousand dollars through DonorBox. And then this time we specifically said that we were fundraising for our field trip and end of the year party, and we were able to raise those that amount of money for the for those as events as well. I think people really like to know specifically what you are raising money for, and again, I think local organizations, clubs, businesses, they really appreciate even being able to specifically see your need and creating like a beneficial partnership with you. Now, those are just real quick things that you can do. And I say real quick, I don't mean it to be like, oh, this is gonna take you no time. But for an example, setting up donor box isn't gonna take you long at all. Setting up a bake, st- a bake sale lemonade stand, yeah, a little bit longer. Setting up a committee, yeah, a little bit longer, right? However, if you are really wanting to just put some things out there really quickly those are, are great ways to do it other than grants for an example that's going to take you longer there's the Vela grant there's the Yas prize you can research grants in your state grants educational grants alternatives educational grants within your state within your local community, that is a little bit of a longer process. The Vela grant is out and about. So if you've never had the Vela grant, that is the micro grant for $10,000. If you've already received the Vela grant, you can do the next step grant. We received both of those, a total of $60,000 for our school that we're utilizing for our new location. So grants are another way, but you need to make sure that you are paying attention to to the deadline and doing your due diligence of researching what is available. I also believe that it is really, really great whenever you have a sponsorship or a partnership. So you can reach out to local businesses, community organizations, or individuals who might be interested in sponsoring your school initiative or your program. You can offer them promotional opportunities in return, such as I would like to promote you on my Facebook page. And so if you team up with a local business, let's say that donates books to your school. You could say, I thank you so much for donating these books. I'd love to give you a shout out on our social media page. Or, thank you so much for donating to computers. I'd love to shout you out on our business page. Now, in addition to the ideas that I've provided for you, be thinking about this upcoming year and any type of product that you can sell. And this may be something that you make on your own, like I said, bake, sell, Or you could even do a car wash, maybe even something that the kids make, artwork. Our students had thought about that at one point, too. Again, we had sold plants from our garden. But if you can think of anything that you might make in an art class or a baking class or an engineering class, that may be a very great option for you to end up selling it for your school So be thinking about the courses that you offer, the classes, the experiences that you provide children and see if that could actually be turned into a money-making fundraiser. Engage your students, engage your parents and volunteers to participate in these types of activities because it will immensely reduce your workload on yourself. And then the last thing that I want to mention is to utilize your online fundraising platforms meaning that you can create a personalized campaign and you can accept donations like donorbox and then you want to make sure that you put this out on social media and your email newsletters and your school's website some of these events that you can advertise are galas or auctions maybe you're going to have a talent show and people could pay to come and watch the talent show a concert a music concert a sports tournament These events can bring the community together and generate a really great substantial fund through ticket sales, sponsorships, donations. I know that might sound really big and really scary right now. I've not done what I just mentioned yet. The galas, the auctions, the talent shows, I've not done that yet. However, I could definitely see in year four coming up with a fundraising plan and using using these ideas to really bring our community together. I believe that as you're starting out, community building is very important, but as the years go on, you'll see that community really is everything and that can be an awesome awesome way for you to plug in, get students and families to become lifelong students of yours and be able to raise money for your school. I hope that inspired you and gave you some really great ideas. Don't forget to write them down. Start a little, just a notebook or a Google sheet of some ideas that you can have for fundraising and be thinking about where you can sprinkle these in for the years to come. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way. Because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the virtual teacher's lounge known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.